Welcome to the Your House, My House podcast. Our goal is to create a safe space for conversation, like like talking talking to your your best friends. Friends that have your back, that are encouraging, and that challenge you to not only improve your life, but yourself. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Your House, My House podcast. I am Madison. I'm Priscilla, and today we're going to have another podcast where we're just kind of jumping in and talking all the things. Um, I think it'll be a good one. I'm so excited for this one. I'm so excited for this. I don't think you understand how excited I am for this podcast. It's going to be good. Do you want to tell our listeners what it is we're talking about tonight or... Um, yeah. Um, please share Priscilla. <laughs> um, I think we're going to talk about Outlander. We are talking about Outlander tonight. Yeah. So we're doing it. We're doing it is, it. what is it? Seven year, eight year Outlander anniversary. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it is only right that we give it the attention it deserves as for both of us, this show is fully, I was going to say freaking, absolutely incredible. And um, yeah, there's not, I mean, there's so much to unpack with it. And we're not obviously going to talk about all of it tonight. Um, but there is so much about it that I love. And I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, so um, one of the hinder hindrances, I think, in talking about this is that I don't have, like, my husband is incredible at remembering movies, so maybe I just judge myself against him. Um, but once someone starts talking about something, I can usually remember it from a movie or, like, tie yep. it in. Um, but I'm not the type of person who can maintain a chronological like history of the entire show um so um if you have madison because i think oh gosh you but i do i've been an outlander fan longer than you but i think you're a little bit more intense (laughs) i think you're just a teensy (laughs) oh my gosh it's such a bad obsession first and foremost for those listening to this podcast uh there probably will be a few spoilers on here. So if you've never watched Outlander and you want to watch Outlander and you don't want to hear any spoilers at all, don't listen to us. Um, but if you want to know what the show is all about, um, I promise you, you still won't be disappointed after listening to this podcast and then feeling like you want to go watch it. It is absolutely fantastic. Um I honestly don't even know where to start with it because like I said, there's so much um, that happens in the series and even in the books and there's just so much to unpack and the series isn't done yet. Um, I believe the, what book are we on? I want to say the ninth book is being released in November. So they are currently on the, the the sixth season is going to be released this coming year of the show. Um, They have, I have to look at my books. I have one, two, three, four, five, six. There's, I think there's eight out. So yes, the ninth book is coming out in November. So there's eight books out currently. Hopefully I'm not wrong with that. 
And yeah, the series isn't done. The series is not done. Yeah. I think a good way to start would be to talk about what show was our gateway drug into Outlander and like what my what shows our audience might have watched that might let them know Outlander is a good fit. For me, it was for me, it was Poldark. Um, Highly recommend Poldark. I love it. It has similar themes to Outlander. Um, the main character is a man instead of in Poldark, where I really truly feel in Poldark the main character is the woman. Um, Poldark? Or wait, I think I said that wrong. Poldark, the main character is a man. No. The is in Outlander. I think the main character okay. is a woman. What, but what's the series called? Poldark. Yeah, so P-O-L-D-A-R-K. Poldark. So, yeah. Okay. So it's about Ross Poldark. There's five seasons I think maybe four but I think there's five um and it really revolves the basic plot of it is that um this man comes his name is Ross this man comes back he's from England he comes back from the Americas after um Britain lost the Revolutionary War he comes back as a like a wounded soldier um to find out that his betrothed is now engaged to his cousin. Oh, so yep, that's a that's a stab to the heart. Yeah. So her name is Elizabeth. She's kind of like um, the female fatal. Um, she's just she's beautiful. She's every man in like the county's like goal. Um, and he's kind of like in this weird, really weird, awkward position where she thought, well, he's not coming back. But couldn't you have waited just a teensy weensy bit longer? Elizabeth's one of those women that like you feel sorry for her, but you also yeah. like to hate on her because yeah. really like you couldn't wait for this man a little bit longer. longer. You had to get engaged to his cousin. <sighs> That's so horrible. So Elizabeth is kind of like the female, like just, she's, she's also a woman who's very swept up in, she doesn't get to make her own choices in life. Society gets to make those choices for her. Like there was pressure from her mother to marry well and to marry into the Poldark family. So, you know, um, there's just she's a woman who doesn't take her future into her hands. She lets her future be dictated by her need for a man, basically. Um, And then Ross, obviously devastated, comes back. His people are starving. Um, His the family of the Poldarks had like mines and stuff. Um, So, but Ross is a very, like, he wants to do good. Um, He has a heart, in my opinion, very much like Claire. Social okay. justice is very important to him. Okay. Um, so, like, that's a that's a theme throughout. Like, he wants to take care of his people. Yeah. He feels responsible for the poorer people who are his minors. Um, and then Ross meets a street urchin um, who was in, like, the street fight or whatever. And she was an abused child. I mean, she was dressed as a boy at the time. She had a dog or whatever. She was this abused child. She had like brothers and a dad. And mm-hmm. um, there was like, even like you might call some like maybe like re- religious abuse around that. So she's 
very young. Um, Ross takes her in because that's the kind of person he is. But um, I think there's a mutual attraction between them both. Um, and um, her name is Demelza. Absolutely adore her. She kind of like takes the initiative. I mm-hmm. think she really, she's in a sense the opposite of Elizabeth. Yep. Um, but she takes initiative in that similar to Elizabeth, she knows that Ross or one of the pool dark men would be like a good out for her. Um, and she does not want to go back to her dad. She wants, you know, kind of like nothing to do with that. And so her and Ross um, sleep together. And okay. then, yeah. And then at that point, then Ross feels um, kind of obligated to her. Like, so interesting. Yeah. So they didn't have a kid, but he feels kind of obligated. Where did you find this show? It's a PBS masterpiece. Okay. So, yeah. It sounds great. Yeah. So go check it out. Demelza is incredible. If you like Claire in Outlander, you're going to love Demelza. Um, there's just, she's a fiery redhead type character. Um, and she, it's beautiful to watch her mature because obviously Ross still has this whole thing. There's books that this Poldark show is based on too. Ross has this whole thing for Elizabeth that's never going to die throughout his life. Mm-hmm. um and Demelza sees that and Demelza deals with jealousy and stuff like that um so it is just it's really good um and I adore the characters in there and yeah. that people who had watched it and who knew what I was saying because like not everyone's heard of it right it's a kind of like a niche I, I like, never heard of it it's kind of niche you have to like period pieces and then um women that I talked to about it were like oh you've like if they heard of it you know then I asked them what else they'd watched and they kept saying Outlander Outlander oh. you know that's how I came about Outlander um pool dark um if you had to pick between Outlander or pool dark <sighs> what would you pick and why Uh, uh. <laughs> what would you pick and why that's a real good question I might pick pool dark because um you could watch it with your parents and not blush <laughs> <Good answer. laughs> so, so um, the themes are the themes are there um but everything that is in regards to sexuality um, is done sensually, but you never actually see sex. Got it. Got so, it. Um, it um, because it's on television, so it has like yep. different limitations than like what they can do on stars. Um, stars, which is where Outlander streams. Yeah. Um, so. I do adore Poldark. It really was like, I'd watched other period pieces, but they were typically like movies, not shows. And so Poldark was kind of like my first show. Yep. Um, and now I'm like so grateful Outlander exists 
because I was like, what am I going to do with, because I was so obsessed with full dark. I was like, there's nothing for me. So that's how I gave Outlander a try. Love Um, it. So I was experiencing the pull dark version of Droughtlander. I love it. Oh my gosh. Do I love it? So, which we are, we are experiencing a very deep Droughtlander. I'm so upset. We're in a very, very very deep Droughtlander currently, which is is why I'm like rewatching the series as many times as I am because (laughs) I need it. Yeah, I need it in my life. I am so upset that it's going to, I understand with COVID and stuff, but that we're not like, I renewed my star subscription because Outlander was oh, going to be. Exactly. And now you're telling me, no, like, I think it's early 2022. Stress? I think it's early 2020. It's coming. But it's, still, they just wrapped up filming. It's I know. Coming, I know. So got to wait a little while, but I'm hopeful it'll be good. So, um, tell me how you got into Outlander. I think I know, but I want you to tell the audience. Um, okay. So as Priscilla knows, even some of you might know this, cause I think we've talked about it in some of our podcasts previously. Um, you know how absolutely obsessed I was with Bridgerton. Um, Bridger- Bridgerton came out, started this year and it totally like changed my life. I am a very hopeless romantic person. I naturally gravitate towards um, movies, books, TV series that play really heavy on the romance. Um, But I guess that was my very first like period piece of TV. I've never really watched... um, you know, a period piece before. I've read books. I'm obsessed with certain um, period pieced books, but that was my first ever hit with it on television. Um, And as you all know, I was absolutely obsessed with it. Now, the thing with me, and this may play a huge part in um, my OCD, is like once I get obsessed with something, I will either like re-listen to a song over and over and over and over and over and over every single second of the day until there's like no way I could possibly listen to it anymore. Same thing with TV shows, same thing with books, same thing with movies. I would literally rewatch them, even certain parts of them. I'll go back through and like rewatch over and over and over and over and over or reread certain parts of a book over and over and over. And I did that a lot with Bridgerton. Um, so Bridgerton hit a point for me where I was like, Jordan, Jordan was starting to get a little concerned for for my mental health. And he was like, babe, like you, this is, this is all you're invested in. And I was like, I'm obsessed. I was obsessed with every aspect of that show, everything, the, the music, the detail. I'm a very big detail person. Anything that carries a lot of detail for me and every aspect of my life as well, I naturally gravitate to. Um, the romance, the costumes, the way they just played it out. It was so great. Um, so I <laughs> turned and said to me, he's like, you need to find something else, my friend. Like, and I guess that backfired on him because I did. And I'm obsessed with um, Outlander more than I even was with Bridgerton. Um, but so that's how I got started in Outlander. I had to put my love of Bridgerton down for a little while, um, at least I thought. And 
pursue something different. And I was scrolling through the TV and um, Outlander popped up and I was like, oh, maybe I like it. So how did Jordan know what it was about? Not at all knowing at all. I just literally based it off of the trailer that was given to me and went with it. And now it is my all-time favorite book series and TV series ever. So how is Jordan coping? (laughs) um he actually last night because it's been okay I probably haven't watched it now in about a month I've been so busy with wedding stuff that it's kind of been on the back burner for me um but last night I've been getting this craving like I'm missing it I need to I need to see it and Jordan has never actually fully watched it all the way through with me um mostly because I just would binge it five episodes yeah binge it without him and he'd be behind he's seen bits and pieces of certain parts of each season um but he's never fully sat down and watched the entirety of it with me so last night we were uh at home and I was like I just I'm I'm I need to I need to watch Outlander I was like and you need to watch it with me like I want to watch it together that way when season six does come out we can actually be fully invested in it together and his first words to me were well I tried that but you were the one that's that went so far ahead ahead of me and I was like I know but I couldn't help it um so we restarted the series last night and he's pretty invested actually currently he's he's now that I think he's fully sitting down and seeing it he's pretty invested as I mean anyone would I have heard though like I've gotten my parents to watch it I would never watch it with my parents but I've gotten them (laughs) um my sister has watched it a lot of my co-workers at school have watched it um there are a few people though people though that like I feel like just don't get into it at all and I think it just depends on like your interests um it's -hmm. either absolutely for you or it's not at all so um yeah it was clearly absolutely for me so yeah it's totally up my alley my husband will not watch it um (laughs) or like he'll watch parts of it but the big thing for him and like I guess I'll say like I fast forwarded through the sex scenes in Bridgerton I didn't feel like they were holding like as much value as like say the sex scenes in Outlander. Yes. Actually, like I truly feel like if you skip a sex scene in Outlander, you're gonna miss something. There's typically conversation. There exactly. So like that's the piece where it's not like I feel like their sex scenes are tied to like them growing as a couple. Yes. Um, and there's like tension and build up within those that is yes. um, correlates to just kind of like knowing them as a couple. Yes. And I don't know, I, I didn't watch the sex scenes in Bridgerton. So I don't know if that was there, but my assumption is no. Um, um, definitely not in the way that it is for Outlander. Mm-hmm. With the exception of maybe um, the um, when, in Bridgerton when she discovered that he wasn't finishing. Yes, yes. Like, yes. I did watch that. Yes. Because, um, you know, she, that's kind of like the build yeah, up. That was a huge role in the, in the show. Um, with Outlanders, 
I mean, right. I just said I love detail. That's one of the things I think I love the most about this show. Um, there literally is nothing that is basically held back from you. Um, not even just like sex scene wise. It's every single waking detail of everything. I think they really try to add in there, which I so appreciate because there's never been a, a point so far where I've been left like, oh, I wish I had more of this or I wish I knew more about this, this part. Like they really, I feel like do a, a great job at telling you everything. Um, it's just that like the episodes themselves can be over an hour and the series or the seasons, um, like I want to say season one is like 20 some episodes with each of them being over an hour. So like once you're invested, good luck. Um, because it, it takes a while to truly get through the entire series. Um, because every single season is that long, Mm -hmm. which I, which I do appreciate. Um, but there's just so much that happens. Okay. So now talk to me about, um, the correlation between Bridgerton and Outlander. What are the similarities? What are the differences? Like, what really um, like stole your heart between the two I mean between the two series um there's that love connection for both um Simon and Daphne and Claire and Jamie that like is just so powerful um and for both couples in the beginning they're not really you know there's that there's something holding both of them back to be fully invested with each other. Um, now, if you've watched both series, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but it's having them like navigate that relationship and navigate through the obstacles that are faced in front of them. And, um, you know, they literally, you literally see them, you literally see them want each other, but at some point, I don't know. It's so hard to describe. Now, I feel like Jamie and Claire's, you get more um, because it starts earlier than Simon and Daphne's or Simon. No, Daphne. Yes. I want to keep calling her Phoebe because that's her name in real life. Um, I know. I almost did that too. And then I was like, I, was like, I don't oh, remember if her name's really Phoebe. Simon or- and Daphne. Um, that, that whole turmoil with their like, relationship is extended the whole season where it's like Jamie and Claire's kind of you get into it and then it's you're in you know what yeah. I mean um there's stuff that happens throughout the series um but I feel like their connection and love for each other has never really stopped there is nothing that really stops that um obviously they're both period pieces just fun uh something I also really love about I guess both is you learn a lot about history when you're watching them. Um, I think Outlander more so because they really do touch on um, actual historical dates. Um, Whereas like Bridgerton is just kind of set in this time. Um, But like Outlander literally focuses in on actual dates in history. um, And they utilize that a lot in each episode. 
Uh, gosh, what else? What what I what would I be missing? You've seen both as well. Yeah, I was just thinking like they're kind of serves as a time travel piece of um oh, Outlander yeah. too. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. And I don't know about Bridgerton the book, but I know for Bridgerton the series, um, it has like a very unique part of what I loved about Bridgerton is like once you get past past the first episode, which is the first episode is kind of interesting in Bridgerton. Is, once yes. you get past that and watch the second episode, you're really like hooked, but you're also committed to um a world that isn't necessarily historically accurate. Yes, it's a yes, period piece. Yes, yes. But they tweak it. Yes. Um, and that's kind of cool. It's kind of like a fantasy world. Yes, and yes. that's a cool piece of Bridgerton that I really like. Right. Um, and like you said, Outlander f- like tries to grit you and like ground you into like um, history and that you could, this was really like, you know, at that time, happening yeah. at that time. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Thanks for explaining that better. Let's talk characters that we love to love. Favorite character beyond Jamie and Claire. Okay. And then our, after that, our love to hate. Okay. You first. Oh my God. I love this. This is so fun. All right. So, um, my love to, I'm going to go with my love to hate first. My love to hate, um, is Roger. I just can't get beyond Roger. And I know that the answer should be Blackjack Randall. But like at some point we're over Blackjack Randall and we're stuck with Roger for seasons and seasons. And I just I what is it about abs- Roger that bothers you? I absolutely like well first of all I don't really care for Brie either. Um but she's growing on me but Roger I like kind of despise him as a man I just (laughs) he's very whiny he's very um needy he's not straightforward he um he puts Brie through a lot and not that I love Brie, but I mean, really, I would have dumped Roger a long, long time ago if I was her. This is so funny because, like, I literally feel exactly what you're saying except for Brie and not for Roger. Okay. I, I feel like it it's opposite. Like, she's, like, she, to me, irritates me. Like, I love her for who, what kind of character she is and where she, obviously, how she became a character in the story. I love that. Um, but, like, the... <sighs> now, you've a... read the books, and I haven't. So, do you feel differently about her in the books? Or did Sophie Skeleton, the actress who portrayed her, just kind of, like... Because some people in, like, Outlander forums I'm on on Facebook say that it's not actually Brie that we don't like it's Sophie Skeleton and her I think it I think it's I think it's more so that um like what like I don't know if it's just the whole the whole thing with her being upset with Jamie I mean rightfully so but like he how is he supposed to know because she never you know what I'm saying I don't know the way she went about that really 
it ticked me off. And that may also be because I just, I'm obsessed with Jamie. Um, but the thing with the books and the um, show is the show really actually follows the book fairly closely. There may be a few things different, um, but the book follows it very closely. And I feel like for that, that specific thing, she was pretty um, the same there. Now, I think it's Sophie that irks me more than Brie. I think it, I don't know. Yeah, the I did kind of right at the end um, when, what was his name? That guy who raped. Oh, um, oh gosh. Darn uh, it, it's going to bother me. I have to look now. Okay, but anyway, when they were seeking, like, revenge for her, yeah, like, I started to kind of be like, okay, maybe Roger isn't so awful. Maybe he's finally Stephen growing Bonnet. a backbone. Stephen Bonnet. Yeah. Yes. I was like, maybe he's finally growing a backbone. And um, when Bree shot him, I kind of liked her too. You, yeah. Like, yes. I was like, okay, maybe. But there's just so much that if they weren't Jamie and Claire's daughter like and I'm just like so disappointed that something like that came from Jamie and Claire (laughs) (laughs) I wish the only way I can put it that is the one thing I wish I could change about the series I wish that granted they I guess technically had two um but like I wish they didn't gosh I wish Claire wasn't away for as long as she was I wish that it was less than 20 years or however long it was. Like, I feel like that, uh, that you could have, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. oh, it just works me. I wish they had, I wish you got to see them actually raise her together. That's what irks me. She might have turned out different. The fact that you didn't physically see the two of them raise her at the same time. Um. That's mm-hmm. where I wish it was different. That's my one change I wish I could have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a good change in alternate universe. Um, I, um, when I think about who I really like, um, a person that comes to mind is Fergus, um, especially mm-hmm. adult Fergus. Um, but I also really like young Ian. Like I young, love Ian as well. Young Ian I love is... Ian. I love Fergus. I love um, Marsley. I love all of them. Yeah. Marsley was a surprising character. I thought this yeah. girl is going to be a snot and a, yeah. an obnoxious, you know. Yeah. Um, but you really do get to get to love her. You do. I'm, oh, yeah. You totally do. I think um, one of my all-time favorite characters ever besides Jamie and Claire, is Murda. Oh, yeah. He's good, too. Um, His relationship with Claire just, like, makes my heart sore. Yeah. That's sweet. Um, When he sings the... What is that? He's in the army now. 
Boogie Woogie Beagle Boy. Oh, yes, yes. They had some they had some cool adventures like on their Those are the things I love about the show. You add these things in there that like we know about, but uh, in the in the time frame of the show, no one knows it. Boogie Woogie Beagle Boy is mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. But yeah, okay. It's besides the point. I get so carried away with this show. Yeah. Okay, so you love those. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like man crush other than Jamie. In fact, personally, someone who I like, like aesthetically, um, more than Jamie. Um, let me, can I guess it? Yes. Can you tell me like, is he consistent throughout all seasons or is he only in the beginning or the end? All seasons. I think. Give me another clue. Um, maybe he wasn't in the first season. Okay. He's a good friend to one of the main characters. Wasn't in the first season. Might not have been, but he's a good friend. I think he was in the first season. A good friend to one of the main characters. Is it the... Is it the, like, no, because that guy only comes in at the end. Huh. I think I'm thinking too hard on this. Good friend. <gasps> is it um, older Ian? No. Although he is adorable. He would be, like, my second. Ah, uh, okay. Hmm. Hmm, Priscilla, I'm stumped. Give me one more clue. He cannot seem to separate himself from the Frasers. He's like always showing up in their lives. (laughs) Okay. Friend. Always. Okay, you'll know this. Raises Jamie's son. Oh, Priscilla. <laughs> you really yeah. love her, John. I, I do. I do. There is something about his facial structure that to me is like 10 times more pleasing than um, Sam Hugans. Although um, I feel I feel like bad saying about saying that, but like, especially in the first season, I was like, I wish I wish they would have kept Sam with the short curly hair. I wish they would have. I mean, I, some I think scenes in the first season that I was just like not vibing with his face. I was like, Priscilla wasn't liking Sam's face. I personally love it. I, Although, I do like it. I do like it. Does have a gorgeous face. He and, does. He does. Um, and, in- but, you know, um, he is literally Mary. Briar and my like man crush. He really is. Gorgeous, isn't he? And then, but you know, when we look at our husbands, we're like, well, this is why. Look who we've chosen to marry. They have like the like the certain features. I know? would say like similar features and like bone structure, probably. And then also like my husband is a baby face. And I feel like Lord John yeah. Gray has that baby face. Yes. And so I'm like, it's clearly a type. 
Like, I have a fight. That's what's going and on here. Yes. 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 Because I'm not as drawn to, like, the angular sharpness of Sammy's yeah. face. I love, so. okay. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Um, now spill all the tea to me. Okay. Obviously, I, oh, gosh. Okay. So a character, well, how can I narrow this down? Because there's a lot of them I really dislike. Um, I gotta, I have to go with Jack Randall. I don't mm. think I've ever hated a character more in any show. That's true. That's with him. True. Um, although Ward from Outer Banks, I don't know if you've watched that. He's a close mm. second, but that's besides the point. Black Jack Randall, hate him. Um, Obviously, I love, I love Claire. I love Claire. I'm obsessed with Claire. I want to be Claire. Um, I just love her. She's just, I think, a very gentle. Um, I want to be more like Claire. I think she's just very gentle. She's a very, um, I love her personality. Um, same with your, Jamie's. I'm very, I love Jamie. Um, we talked about Brie. She's in it for me. I really love Murda. Um, someone I was like eh, about was Aunt Jocasta. I was kind of yeah. like, I don't really, yeah, there's some feelings for her. Um, okay, who was that guy? Like, he was in The Hobbit, either in The Hobbit or, um, I think it was The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings, or maybe both. I think he might have been The Lord of the Rings. He played one of the little guys. What? I said, okay. I'm like trying to follow. Um, right. He played like Aunt Jocasta's lawyer. Oh, yes. I stand <laughs> him over. Well, he's like a little sleazy he's, guy. Yeah, he's very little. He's very petite and very, he's sassy. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I know that face. How yeah. do I know that face? I could not figure it out. Like when you see an actor who plays like an iconic role, but then it was a secondary role and then their yeah. mind is just like frozen in your brain and it feels like you know them. And I was like, this does not feel right. Like I, I felt like that this should be a friend yes. in person because I think you might've played like Mary or something. Yes. Yes. And so I was like, it should be a friendly face, but like, dang. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think who else. Um Dougal. Dougal. I couldn't stand Dougal. Oh, I got a good one. Actually I got two real good ones. Leary and um gosh, what's the other girl's name who does the time traveling? Galus. Galus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um we, I have a, I feel like we need to end this by mm-hmm. saying what our favorite scenes are. Mm. Oh, I like that. So you say your favorite scene and the scene that was like your least favorite scene. Okay. I have to think about this because I have so many favorite I scenes. I think there's going to be some, we can give ourselves a moment of quietness and I will just have to trim this out. Because I think we might have to actually think about this. I'm trying to think of what my favorite scene would be. Okay, I got my favorite scene. 
I got, okay. my, I got my favorite one. Go and tell me because I'm favorite still thinking. Scene, um, I guess I don't know if I can narrow it to a scene. I think it's like the whole episode. Favorite scene slash episode, season three. Uh, Claire going back and and seeing Jamie for the first time after 20 years apart and they had that first initial reaction and then that whole night of them together catching up was like the bomb.com I don't think they could have done a better job at filming that and portraying that for everybody to watch um yeah so hands down that is by far my most favorite scene um least favorite scene <laughs> obviously season one finale um Jamie and Blackjack, that was very comfortable. And season five. No, I don't want to say least favorite scene for that. I mean, I thought that was very powerful how they played that out. I just wish it didn't happen to her. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was very, season one finale was very uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite scene. Um, I think maybe it can't, like, uh, like where you completely, I can't say the word. Compilation, maybe is the word I'm looking for. I don't know. Of like all the times, like just like all of Claire's faces, like all of her expressions, especially when she's like really pissed. Um, But I think one of like my, if I can't come up with a favorite scene, like my favorite theme is. I think Claire and Jamie, especially as they start to get older. Yep. Um, you know, there's some complaints about, oh, well, they're having like less sex or whatever. Well, or maybe we're seeing less sex. Um, it's not as important. Like, that doesn't mean necessarily that they're not having it. Um, but it doesn't mean it's as important to like their character or their bonding, I guess I should say. Like, it's not as important to their bonding. Yes. Um, Because they've already bonded in that way. Um, I think I love um, how Claire and Jamie have this theme of, like, maintaining the romance slash maintaining the love, even as um, life is throwing things at them. And... um, even age, like in the fifth season, we see Claire starting to go gray. Um, and really just their theme of like being like amazing, caring people. They're always on this sort of like mission, whether it's to change time, uh, yeah, prevent a war or to like, that's kind of what they're doing yeah. again towards the end of season five. We're just like, take care of people. You know, I love how they're as a couple, I think focused in yes but a big part of that for them I think is being focused outward you see them working together and having similar goals and they're on the same page and I think that's beautiful like it's not just oh we're in love and now we're happily ever after but like the show maintains momentum on them continuing to um, be a couple and expressing their love and just yes. doing things together. I love that. Um, really and then, 
my least favorite scene would probably definitely have to be the black jack randall scene i did not watch it full all the way through um and i will say that um i skimmed through like to make sure i caught like his rescue and stuff like i skimmed through parts so i caught enough to be horrified and um, I cannot imagine watching that thing all the way through. So for anyone who has, that's incredible. But like, I know bad people exist. I like had like bad things in my life. So like, I could not watch that. But like, oh my gosh, that the, just how sick, how mentally sick. Oh, exactly. Like, exactly. I don't think that can really be topped. And so, like, I don't know if there's, like, an award or a nomination that Outlander received or anything, but, like, um, the actor who played Black Jack Randall should have received something. Yes. Like, yes. him and him and Sam together, because yes. um, that is an incredibly brutal scene for... Oh my gosh. Any actor to portray or to get in the mentality for. Um, I think for me, even like the scene afterwards when they've taken Jamie um, and Jamie just doesn't want to live. He wants to kill himself, you know, because of what he's been through. Mm-hmm. Like those are, oh, that's the part like too, he's having flashbacks like um, that's part of it too but like it's just it's so intense it's yeah that would be the worst I totally agree but I will say too like you were saying about season five with Claire I was like you pigs you utter yeah, that, pigs yeah. yeah like there was something about that that like just I couldn't believe I was like what is what is happening yeah and that for me i think too because it wasn't just one sick man it was like all these men in general like just being trash (laughs) i have no other word but trash so yeah wow outlander that was a fun time we just splurged on that for an hour. We could probably keep going for another whole hour if we, if we wanted. Maybe we can when the next season when comes out. Season, we're going to do some season recaps. Absolutely. Yes, we could totally do that. Um, but yeah, that was... Everybody, well, okay. Uh, you heard our thoughts here first. And we look forward to continuing. Hopefully, the drought lander will be, dr- will be done soon. And Outlander season six will be here. And I'm sure we will have plenty more to talk about and discuss. So for that, with that, thanks for listening. And we will catch you in the next podcast. Did this resonate with you? Subscribe to our podcast today. Talk Talk soon. soon. So your house next week? Yes, can't wait.